0: Welcome to the Lila Life Show. I'm Linda Tate Andrews, your host, Thrive Coach, and consultant, bringing you curious conversations with our peers and experts on integrating consciousness into the modern world. Tune in regularly to expand. Thanks for being here. Welcome to the Leela Life Show. I'm your host, Linda Tate Andrews, and I have a special guest for us today, Kara Michelle. She is a holistic life coach and Reiki master, and we are very excited to dive in. Welcome
1: to the show, Kara. Hi. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> so to
0: be here. No, <laughs> so it's like a serendipitous way of connecting to be in this moment, and I love when life just threads things together that way. It's moments like this where I'm like, yep. Things just click in the way they're supposed
1: to. Yeah, exactly. It's just everything falls into place. And I feel like after after we have chatted and connected, like the common themes that we both have seen in our lives and similarities with what we do and what we're passionate about, I just think it was meant to be. So it's <laughs> great.
0: It's, it's, it's good. Um, so the first question of every show is how... What do you think about integrating consciousness into the modern world? What does that mean to you?
1: To me, that really means coming back to ourselves, like our whole selves, and just being able to live and show up from that space. So I think, obviously, we're all conscious beings, right? But a lot of people have forgotten that, and there's a disconnect, and there's... Um, so much influx from society and different pressures and belief systems that I think we've lost that true deep connection to who we are. And so for me, integrating that back into society is a lot about just coming home to yourself so that you can shine bright and spread that out into the world. I, so you and
0: I are both coming off of powerful full moon meditations and Um, we were just chatting briefly before the show about like some of those messages. And I, I was literally this morning, I woke up and I was like, I got it. The whole point of life is how can you be your 100% you? Mm -hmm. And like, when you say coming back home, that's what it reminds me of because I'm like, this is, that's the deal here. (laughs) Like you're Kara, I'm Linda, there's 8 billion of us or more, you know, whatever the exact count is. And no one can be another person.
1: Mm Hmm. Yeah. And yet we all try so hard to be someone we're not and to, to fit in or, um, like prove our worthiness. And it's like, no, you, all you have to do here is just come back to yourself and, and be comfortable in who you are and how you show up. And, um, and I think when you, when you do that, there is always that sense of faith or trust in a higher power and in that connection to know that, yeah, you're not alone and, and we are all connected and we're connected to something bigger. So then you can be comfortable in who you are because you know you're so supported.
0: Yeah, it's like we there's more than enough for all of us to fully be ourselves and then like whatever that looks like. And I think just by the nature of like what scarcity is, could it be that it's when you're like going into someone else's lane and not your own lane?
1: Yeah, I think I think definitely. And I think even from an energy standpoint it's yeah like when we're becoming someone we're not or we think we have to do something in order to succeed or like to do it the right way um there is like that disconnect from our soul and our soul's purpose and what feels good to us and it's Mm -hmm. funny because i was reflecting on this the last few days myself and how um even I was getting caught up in like what I should be doing versus, you know, what feels the best for me, because that's what I meant to be doing. And that's where I'll be able to show up at my best. So we almost end up with this separation when we're trying to be someone or not. And, and then that does lead to scarcity or lack or competition because it's like, oh, if I have to do it the same way as them then i have to be better and i have to compete and compare versus like leaning back and being like no i just get to be myself and i know that that's going to be good enough
0: yeah it was it like the vision i had was literally like the more you're celebrated both within yourself but then if you were to like say externally it's like all of a sudden you have these life cheerleaders because you you being fully yourself is empowering everyone else to step more into themselves mm-hmm. or to be like you, which is not really like the goal, but if you can get through that, like veil of, I want to be like you, it would be the empowerment of, I want to be fully myself, just like she's being fully herself.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. 100%. I forget who, who has a quote on that, but there, it's something similar to what you said just about like when you, yeah, you rise and step into who you are, you, um, I'm totally butchering the quote, <laughs> you like unconsciously give, everybody- give everyone else the, the power to do the same of like, yeah, I can do that too. And, and then everyone has that, that realization that they can just kind of step up and step forward Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, there is a, uh, I I personally experienced this lesson, quote unquote, and it was like challenging and it felt in a big way where a friend of mine had to make a, made a decision about going her own way on a project we had worked on. And like in that moment it hurt, you know, and that was like the ego hurt. And I did my best navigating that. And it was fairly like friendly through it all. And months later, it hit me where I was like, oh my God, like, she's so amazing. Like that wasn't easy. Yeah. It got a little messy, but like she was honoring her deep intuition and what she needed for herself. And in that, like for the months to come, even to this day, it like frees me to just literally be like, yeah, it doesn't work for me. Mm -hmm. Or if it works for me, it's like in this way. Mm -hmm. Why do you think it's so hard for women to do that? or people.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think, yeah, I think everyone probably struggles with that. And and whether it's like from a people pleasing place. Um, Also, I think just like our inner child's all we want is to be loved. Right. And so we're, there's sometimes that fear of speaking up or setting boundaries or saying things like that in case someone else perceives us in a negative way. And I know, with that example you gave, it made me think of a few times in my own life too, where I'm like, I used to never speak up or, um, draw those boundaries. And even if my intuition was saying like, this isn't right, you know, I'd go, well, <laughs> I'm gonna, gonna trust anyway, or, or give it a shot. And, um, it's just very interesting because yeah, once I started to speak up, I realized like, not only am I actually honoring myself and, and just doing what's best for me, but I'm, I am teaching other, other people that it's okay to say no, if something doesn't feel right and that it's okay to put yourself first. And I think, I think maybe that's part of it. We're afraid to, we're afraid of like the potential repercussions. If we draw the line or something, instead of just saying, you know what, this is really what feels best for me right now. So I'm going to trust that and I hope you can understand.
0: Yeah. It's like that fear of rejection. Uh, I heard this recently. I was listening to Sarah Blakely on a podcast and she's talking about behind the fear of rejection is actually like the fear of embarrassment. And I had never really thought of it that way that like in that rejection, like what's the feeling behind rejection. And often it's the embarrassment. And uh, she's just talking about how she purposely embarrasses herself to uh, like not be afraid of that fear mm-hmm. and and like making, I think in turn that honoring yourself easier. And I like what you said, like when you honor yourself energetically, you're like clearing up the energy of both people.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: it's, it's always like the one person that maybe had to make the action or call, right? Like she's like, this needs to, I need to go a different way. But it was like for months, my intuitive ping was telling me, right? Mm -hmm. And I think that in most relationships, like if you're you're listening and you go through your own Rolodex memories right now, you could go through and find a time where you weren't the one like making the final call, but you had an inkling way before like the breaking point that something was a little off and what could have looked differently if you would have honored that earlier.
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. And I think a lot of times... We, we create more problems for ourselves because we try to keep pushing forward with things that we know don't feel totally right. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it's almost like we're trying to force it to keep going. And whereas if we just really get honest with ourselves or with each other and share about it and like break it down, maybe maybe those two people would be on the same page and just go, you know what? like. Let's let's look at this differently, or maybe let's make a change here.
0: Well, and I think like
1: in you being like a Reiki practitioner, <laughs> like
0: this, because as soon as you say that, it's like there's this intuitive, intuit intuition, almost like psychic element where, and many people have experienced this where it's like you know what the other person's thinking, or they have the same thought about you that morning, and then you call and have the conversation, and you're on the same page. And I think more times than not, like, if you can communicate and come together earlier, it would be a more favorable outcome.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Totally. And it it is like, there is that energetic connection for sure. And I think, I think that is also part of our, our learning as human beings as well as just like learning how to trust yourself, learning how to, bring these difficult conversations forward sometimes when they need to be had. And um, like your example at the very beginning, sometimes it does hurt for a while, but then when you look back at it later, you can really go, you know what? I, yeah, like I'm, I'm so glad that we had this conversation or I'm so glad they brought that forward to my attention because we were able to then work through it, even if it didn't happen the way I hoped it would. And like, that's the growth. Yeah. I was like feel like I'm just
0: cataloging through like every single person that's listening and how it's like, if you have that uncomfortable conversation today, you know, the freedom that comes behind that. And I feel like everybody could find one thing that would be worth communicating that's mildly uncomfortable today that could equal more freedom, mm-hmm. like the intuitive ping that is going off that you're sort of pushing aside. If you were to take that action, what would free up for you?
1: And also how, how much more empowered will you feel after you do it? Because the not doing it keeps you feeling small and weak and like afraid, right? Whereas when you step up and do that, even though it's difficult and can be uncomfortable, you do feel this sense of strength because you go, you know what? I did it and I overcame that hurdle and that feeling and it will just continue to make it easier in the future. So I think um, I know in my own life, definitely a huge part of my own personal empowerment was starting to learn to, to speak up and, and use my voice a bit more and really honor what, what I felt was best for me.
0: It's so interesting because it's like by the nature of transformation, like things are going to be different. Right. And like literally every second, like right now you and I are different humans on some level than we were even 10 minutes ago when we started the show and like, that's a major transformation, but our, what is it? Would it be our like subconscious is trying to keep us like super safe all the time so as soon as you're like, oh, I'm going to have that difficult conversation, it's like, no, 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 we're not doing that conversation. Like we're doing a different conversation. I'm not doing that conversation. Keep mm-hmm. me safe. Keep me safe. Keep me safe. And it's like, hey, we are already different people than we were five minutes ago. And I'm having the conversation.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's perfect. Because the the subconscious definitely, it's all about that safety and And like, but then we look at that even further, it's like, well, but your subconscious was formed like in your childhood and up until the years of like seven or eight. So that means you're letting like a seven-year-old dictate your life right now and say like, no, no, don't do that. It's not safe. right? (laughs) Right. So, um, it is, it's like, it's really powerful when you start to realize that and you go, okay, am I letting this child's voice or this child mind really keep me from doing things that I have to do in order to move forward. Like there's no, there's no choice really.
0: Yeah. It's as you're saying that I'm thinking about how we're in such unique times where there are like, I guess, physical constraints that look different than we're used to from like a freedom perspective. And It's. I kind of feel like I have a weird feeling about this time where I'm like, this is where you got to like, you get an opportunity to really put all the hard work into practice from that like personal development, personal growth, inner work perspective, where it's like, it's kind of an everyday challenge Mm -hmm. uh, or opportunity. And I'm like hearing what we're talking about and I'm like, yeah, and sometimes it feels super easy to be like, but I can't be in groups and I can't, you know, I have to be social distanced and I have to be wearing a mask or taking all these precautions. It's like, I guess the question is how right now, more than ever, do you step into that power and autonomy when it feels sometimes like things are quote unquote out of our control?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, um, right now, it is the the case of like forcing everyone to go inward like literally and figuratively and and to me it is being presented with the opportunity to look at what we can control which is just our mindset and our own personal beliefs and growth and development and um yeah like breaking down okay maybe there is fear and panic and uncertainty around these things and no, that's not comfortable, but what can I control in this situation and what can I do? And and how can I use my energy and focus for something more positive that's still going to benefit me? And it's funny, I was talking with a client about this the other day because she was like temporarily laid off and obviously a lot of fear and, and kind of anxiety there and because obviously it's always different from an outsider perspective so i'm looking at it from a different lens than she is but because i didn't have that stress or overwhelm that she was feeling i was able to go okay well but how about like look at all these different opportunities and all these things you could be doing and and also ways to continue making money with your normal skill set but because she was so consumed by the the fear and the stress of what was going on in her reality, that subconscious mind really does take over, and you get caught down the rabbit hole. Whereas, if you're taking time for that inner work and that personal development, and meditating or doing all of our different kind of spiritual connection uh, tools, stuff like that, you do start to see it from a different perspective, and I think that clarity then allows you to move forward with okay, this is what I can control right now. This is what's going to feel best for me. And, and how can I do that?
0: Yeah, that's powerful. I feel like it it's, can be really easy. And I, I definitely had a few days like this where it was like in that overwhelm. And it's, it was such a funny, it's been such a funny experience because I feel really aware of what's happening, <laughs> but I can still like get in it. And before I even had been like overdoing the media, I was like, just by the nature of how our nervous system works, the stress of this can be really, really, really bad on our body systems. Like that was the immediate message that came through. And I was like, oh shit, I got that. Wicked me out more. I was just like, stress could just really overtake me in this. Yeah. And then I got really stressed out for probably like a week or two. And I was like, oh, this was that thing you warned yourself about. Mm -hmm. And then it was like slowly coming out of that. But, um, you know, it's it's like the media is programmed to like keep us in that. And Mm -hmm. right now where there's this like, just purely from like the economics, you have a environment where, we have like this huge economic downturn and there's media companies that like got bills to pay too. And the more they sensationalize this experience, the more they're paying their bills. And that's like, we're the consumer of bad news at the cost or at the gain of their, mm-hmm. there of them. Right. Yeah. yeah.
1: And we really see how, um, I think it's a powerful time for us to see how these things have been working mm-hmm. and really realize like, yeah, the, the what the media is sharing isn't to benefit us. They're creating more stress and fear for us. But like you said, because they're trying to get views and they're trying to get their bills paid to keep running. <laughs> it's literally, it was
0: like... Early on, I'm like, oh, they really committed to this thing a lot. Like they committed, like, and mm-hmm. I'm not necessarily suggesting that this needs to be a conversation about is the way this is being handled appropriate or not? Like whatever, right? Who am I to say that? i have my own thoughts. <clears throat> Sweden. <laughs> or some spectrum of that. No, that that is me going there. So to retract for a moment, Uh, But the point is that it's like committing to that avenue of fear and and it's up to us as like citizens and consumers to be super aware of like, at what expense am I going to give up my energy every day to this experience? And it was a few days ago, I literally was like, yeah, there's things I can't do that would be nice to do. But if this was just any random day on a calendar, my day actually looks really similar to what it would have been like then. (laughs) And except for the fact that I'm spending however many hours or minutes on consuming shit media, that there's also way many alternatives to the story happening.
1: Mm -hmm. And I think at the end of the day, it comes down to like our own energy again. And like what feels better for you? Because so many of us and myself, even before I started like doing a lot of my own work and personal development, um, I didn't really pay attention to the fact that like my anxiety, my self-doubt, my insecurities, my fear about everything going on in the world didn't feel good. (laughs) Like, and it's like, well, okay you not feeling good, isn't actually helping the situation in any way. And you're not able to show up and make a difference. You don't feel good enough to even just like take care of yourself throughout the day because it's such a low vibration. And I think it's really right now we are being tested with, yeah, you can't control all of this external stuff, but what's going to make you feel better today or right, feel better right now in this moment. And how can you just focus in on doing that? Because that's going to create that positive ripple effect, um, versus staying. I love
0: that. That feels so clear and practical. And like, if you have found yourself challenged in this time, to just, could you be in this think the stats came out today that Wuhan was on a 74 day lockdown. So could you be in a 75 day experiment of guiding yourself through your moments of literally what would feel the best right now? And certainly when you're getting to that overwhelmed space, like
1: really doing that. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think like on top of that, the biggest thing I always look at is, um, is really with the with the awareness of what's going on in your body or your mind and like what's showing up for me right now. How does this make me feel? And kind of where is this even coming from? Because that does allow us to then look further into our subconscious beliefs or into our old programming of like Because right now this energy, it's bringing up like past traumas and fears from like years and years and years ago for people. Like a lot of things that are being brought to the surface aren't even necessarily related to the virus. It's just related to this lack of control and this feeling of not being safe. And so it's triggering all these other little pieces, but yeah, why not use this time as that experiment to go, okay, why is this coming up? And, and, oh, that came from this story, or that reminds me of this time when I felt a certain way and really help you to release and heal all of these different things so that you do keep like letting go of that energetic baggage. That's just heavy.
0: Yeah. It's like the instant, I somewhat instant. I mean, it is, I think instant but to the point of the healing. Um, there was a moment a few weeks ago that I felt this intense anger. And I was like, about all this. And I was like, I'm just so angry. And then I was like, huh, really? Like, are you so angry? And then the word anger, I was like, ah, oh, like two weeks ago, I was thinking about how angry I was for a situation that happened when I was 16, that I hadn't fully processed. And I like went there for the first time in really like 16 years. And it was so bizarre how that came up at that moment. And then literally the almost exact sort of opportunity to experience a similar situation came up Days later, and I was like, this is the most bizarre thing. But it was like this tremendous healing of acknowledging, like, oh, this connected to that point. And then that was able to release it. And, you know, I'm speaking somewhat vague to not get into the whole story, which I'm happy to share, but it's like, to to connect this to what anyone listening would be going through. It's to, like you said, like dig around of like, what's coming up for you and what does that connect to, to a trauma or a shitty experience that is not mm-hmm. related to this present time? And how can you move through that?
1: Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And I know for myself, even like a few weeks back when this was, I don't know, still a little bit fresher with the lockdown and everything. Um, I woke up one morning and I had like this huge anxiety in my chest and this really heaviness. And I thought like, where, where is this coming from? Like, I should be waking up feeling <laughs> better than, than how I felt. Um, and I was like really meditating on it and and doing some breath work and different, um, and doing a bit of Reiki on myself. And I realized that for me, it was all of these, Like I had this flashback to all these times where I wasn't feeling safe and I didn't feel like I had control over things. And for me, um, for people who, who don't know my story, that was like when I was younger, when I was 18, my brother passed away suddenly. And then a few years after that, I was sexually assaulted. And a few years after that, I had this really traumatic car accident. So like all these things just... Like it was like a movie screen in my mind just flooding through. And I could see that this was where a lot of this unresolved anxiety or or trauma or pain was coming from because it was all of these other times where I felt like I didn't have control. So the lockdown and the media and all that was just kind of like <clears throat> reaffirming or, or bringing those moments back to me of like... Mm-hmm. Oh, remember this time when you, when you also had no control and remember how you felt here. And, and that's what I think so many people are, are kind of experiencing right now. So it is, it's like, it's the best time to really create that awareness and look at those patterns or those triggers and see where, where it might all be coming from and do that work then.
0: Yeah. And it's like, that all to me connects to this conversation around self-worth of like, you have these traumas that feel so real. They are right. And they take away from your ability to believe in yourself and like what, what you're able to do capable of feel even like, it's like, no, you don't get to feel safe and great. Like you need to feel and you're like lock in that habitualness and. Yeah this is a time where it's like the fork in the road that even though these external circumstances are shit, mm-hmm. maybe like, can you still feel amazing and like own that you're this amazing being and get to feel great. And, yeah. and, and that doesn't mean you have to do it all the time and fake and whatever, but it's like, if you choose that you want to feel really good, even through this, like you can
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely. It's always a choice and, and it does then bring in that, that whole, you know, what's going to make you feel better because you can choose to focus on all the negative parts of the situation or all the negative parts of your, your life and your story, or you can choose to push forward and focus on the positives that make you feel better. And, allow you to feel strong and allow you to feel like you deserve good things in life. Right. So it it does all kind of tie into, to to self-worth and, and what we believe is possible for us and what we believe we deserve. Yeah.
0: Um, when you're feeling like this overwhelmed sensation and this is all new. And what I mean by that is like, obviously this circumstance is new, but the idea that you can step into your power and feel better. What do you think is a good starting spot for working with yourself? You've mentioned a few like meditating, journaling, but are there any processes that are like beginner processes you'd recommend to do some of this exploration at like a very potent healing time?
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think... I think one thing I definitely recommend to start with is kind of journaling and like almost doing a brain dump of like the negatives or the times that have caused you stress or, you know, what, what things are showing up for you right now that are making you feel unsafe because the more we just keep that in our head, the more, the more like elevated those emotions are. Whereas when you start to get that out on paper, even it can help you like have that visual representation to go, okay, this is how I'm feeling. And then you can actually break them down and look at how true they all are. And, and I think even as you mentioned earlier on the call, like situations may have changed drastically for people with everything going on right now, but majority of us are still safe. And we do still have a bed to sleep in and food to eat and a roof over our heads and, and it's that, that, um, block in the mind that tells us like, oh my gosh, everything's going crazy and I'm not safe right now and keeps us in fight or flight mode. Whereas when we can kind of get clarity around the fact that we, we are safe and we are okay, it can then bring us back into that more relaxed state. Um, So, I would definitely say, like, doing something like that first to get clear on where all these emotions are coming from and and what's showing up for you. And then, breath work is so powerful, or meditation. And maybe we can add in the show notes I have a bunch of meditations on my YouTube channel that could help people. And just to, yeah, bring that peace back in and and reconnect to um, a version of yourself who does feel safe. Whereas maybe right now you don't feel like you're safe. So how can you kind of tap in and visualize and imagine that version of yourself who does feel safe and does feel like they have control and kind of live from that space?
0: Yeah. You said something that really like brought up the idea around like if, if most of us are safe, right? Most of us are quote unquote safe right now. And I think at this current date i don't i don't even i don't even feel like saying statistics, but like we're mostly safe right now and healthy and um, how this idea that even like let's say a job like I lost my job and like I know that that must be really challenging like I left my job personally a year and a half ago electively, and that was really hard, so I can't imagine the other side of that during this time. And it's like if you zoom way out where we're like on planet earth and we made up something called jobs, like yeah. you know, like having just some major perspective around like what is that? And this is something that I for me came up recently in a meditation where I was like, we made a shitty trade here. With society that was like, okay, I'll give you all my time, you give me money, and I'll like sacrifice all these other parts of my life in that exchange. And I feel so excited because I feel like people are, whether they've put quite that form around the thought or not, but like scratching their head a little bit. They're working from home. They're doing a workout in a time that they never could before. They're having a healthy homemade meal. They're getting more quality time with their family. And like the thought I have is just scratching your head a little of like, why why can't I have a great paycheck and a quality of life that's amazing? And mm-hmm. what would that look like? And what are my needs aside from a paycheck? And I get it, like there are something called benefits and you know, quite the spectrum of what that could look like. And I would urge you to consider if. It's still a shitty trade-off or it could, how about instead of shitty, let it could be a lot better. And if you feel empowered to decide, and I think this is definitely work that you do from like a lifestyle design standpoint, like what would, what would the dream be? And again, if, if this is such a foreign thought where you're like, I don't get to pick what my day looks like, like I, I have to do this, 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 and this Like, okay, but what could you do? Like, if you had none of those things, what could you do? And uh, play a little in this, like, imagination and alchemy of possibility because, like, we're in the great experiment right now. Like...
1: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And um, I think... Oh, you had had a thought. Um, You said something, and it really triggered a thought in me. But... Was oh. it about
0: the trade-off with work? Yeah, <laughs> yes. I saw your, your face light up. Yeah,
1: <laughs> because it, it just like, I think we are really being presented with the chance to look at the society and the whole paradigm we live in. And and we have been brainwashed in a sense to think this is how it has to be. And yeah, we need to sacrifice all parts of ourselves to work for someone else and then, but like there's no no equal exchange here. Like, yes, we get paid, but are you actually satisfied and happy with your life? And I think, think of how many people before this whole virus pandemic went on, how many people were complaining that, you know, they didn't have enough time to work out each day and they didn't have enough time with their kids and they were stressed about their jobs and all of these things that, people were complaining about for years and now we're literally being given the chance to do all those things. Um, and now people are in an uproar. And again, Mm -hmm. I'm not trying to be, uh, like, I'm not trying to be, um, insensitive to those who have lost their jobs because I know that that's, that can be very stressful and a hard thing to go through, but there are, there is a trade-off right now. And we are kind of being given the chance to, To make time for those things that do matter to us, that we haven't always prioritized. And I also think from a financial standpoint, everyone's in the same boat, really. So if every single person, like pretty much everyone around the world is locked down in their house. So government, like there is going to have to be something done financially for, for people who aren't able to work. But I think... Yeah. Shifting that perspective and looking at the, the areas where we are still abundant and where we do still have possibilities is really going to help to make the most out of that situation and, Mm -hmm. and drive ourselves forward to what it is we want to create after this. Like, do I want to go back to a nine to five job for someone who didn't really respect me and I was hustling and not getting recognized Um, and I missed out and sacrificed all these other things, or is this a shift where now I'm realizing I want to do something different and I want to be able to work from home or just have a better balance in my life somehow.
0: It's like, literally like it can't get much worse for a lot of people. So like, there's not much to lose. And could you, use that to moment you into like a new life of your dreams that are, is on your terms. And what would that look like? And can you spend some time like playing in the idea of that? Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, some of the people that are still working, I've heard this from a number of people that their bosses are being, you know, not amazing. And I get it. Like, there's a lot of stress. You're trying to keep the business going. Like you want to do well, but it's like, If you were in your highest worst self, you'd probably be like, "Goodbye, see you later." Like, I'm I'm out and and in this time, you know, I just had this conversation with my husband the other day where he's like, "You can really see the ripple effect of a certain area because of the industry that's nearby," and I'm like, "Yeah, like these." Um, like superficial consumerism industries that support tons of lives in the community, but is so like based in like not much of like a richness. Mm-hmm. Like, sorry to see the struggle, but like, could it be a good thing that there's a little breather from some brainwashing of this importance to that thing?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm talking about Disney. <laughs> I was wondering if you're gonna like throw out <laughs> some. So, I'm sorry, I'm not like a Disney hater, but I'm just like, there are so many gorgeous trees and like nature and I'm like, miss the ocean so much. And I'm like, yeah, this is a whole area that's really affected, right? Theme parks, shops, everything. And I'm not at all being like an asshole about it, but I am excited about what kind of creative energy is opening up for all of those hundreds of thousands of people that may be exploring different things in their life if they let themselves, right? And that's the key. If you're in the stress and the struggle of an uncomfortable financial situation and that's all you're obsessing about is the stress, that chokes off the creativity line, the divine Mm -hmm. inspiration line, and you're done for. And uh, personally, like as an entrepreneur, (laughs) I went through that too. Like, I'm not saying all this from like, because it's been so easy and I just have you know, portfolio throwing off X percent every month and I don't have to stress.
1: Mm-hmm. And yeah. even if that
0: were the case, it would have been down 30% and there'd be stress.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, and I agree. I think that that is like, I mean, we when we look at your life force energy and your connection to your true self, kind of tying into what we started off with on this conversation, like stress, anxiety, doubt, limiting beliefs, fear, all those things cut, cut ourselves off from, from like that divine potential or that spark within us. Right. And, and that is what's being fueled right now by the media and by different things. And it keeps people small. Whereas, yeah, like you said, I love that. If you, if you kind of break out of that place, that's when you're able to connect with your creativity. But if you continue to stay focused on the stress and, and in that fear, you're choking yourself off from all of those good things that could be flowing to you. Uh, so I think, yeah, it's it's really so so important right now that no matter what's going on externally, we really tune into ourselves and look at how can I how can I create some safety in my life right now? How can I create some gratitude? How can I create some abundance and and like abundance of all forms? It doesn't have to be money because a paycheck might not be coming in this week, but it could be like, you know, there's an abundance of food. There's an abundance of fresh air. There's an abundance of time with my family and really tuning into that so that you can still show up as your best self. It's
0: like abundance is everywhere.
1: Mm -hmm. Um, God,
0: that's so good. And I think if we have listeners coming in, say in months and like, this isn't like quote unquote relevant in the way that it is today of filming, it is still relevant because there's always going to be always, maybe not, I'd love to see a day where there's not like media fear mongering, Mm -hmm. Um, but there could come another day where our circumstances look a lot different, but it's just the next thing that is scary and weird and upsetting and using this, using any of that as an opportunity to tap deeper into yourself, uh, honor yourself from that place of high worth and make the decisions from that place accordingly and keep doing the healing work.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. There's always going to be something, whether it's worldwide or whether it's just like in your town or it's just in your your job or your personal life. There's always going to be these moments of, uncertainty or, or feeling like we're not safe. Um, so I think that, yeah, it always comes back to your own relationship to yourself and the, that inner work and how you're showing up. Um, and, and like on a really quick side tangent, (laughs) um, I mean, there was that collective meditation a few days ago, like, and I don't, I don't know if, excuse me, I don't know if we'd ever, (laughs) <laughs> um, I don't know if we'd ever be able to track how many people actually did it. But like the the Schumann's resonance and like the science behind the vibration of the planet, they can track and like you can see on a graph how much that shifted in that time f- time frame of those like those 24 hours or whatever. And I think for people who maybe are listening to this and doubting their own power and doubting that they can make a difference, like it all adds up and your energy, your vibration, the emotions and feelings you take forward each day have a total ripple effect on everywhere that you go. So you have that power to, to spread more positivity and to shift the situation around you, but you have to believe, right?
0: Yeah. The faith it's like your personal joy factor, your personal responsibility of your energetics and your joy factor is one of the most important things right now. And if something's not working or some things plural aren't working, like what can you do that is in your power to get on board? And uh, I still haven't looked, I wanted to look at the human residence from that, residents from that day and I had heard that it was off the charts, but I still haven't like gone to see it. And, uh, I heard it was a billion meditators. Um, However, that's
1: quantified. Yeah. Yeah. And that's crazy. So you can go to caramichelle.co.co slash free dash mindset dash training. And I also have, if you just go to my website, caramichelle.co, some other free resources. Lilo Life. Have a wonderful week, and see you next.